Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Right, guys, we've been away. Arsenal's been away having a little holiday. Which is something you don't get to do that often anymore. Don't get to go on holidays. Yeah. You go out from one country to another country. It's uh, um, more wild, like an episode of Crystal Maze to do that successfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the amount of forms and, and costs involved, yeah, it does feel like I'm, I'm not really winning a game show. I'm more losing my money to the game show to give it someone else, you know. <laughs> That's it. You're kind of like uh, the kitty that you usually reserve for the little expenditures that you enjoy on holiday is now paying for tests and <laughs> test results. And now yeah. you, you have to double that spending money to have anything um, to enjoy out there. But at least you went away, bud. You yeah. went away. And uh, from what I understand, you had a nice time and you came back. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful time away. Yeah, I went to Spain to see because uh, my mother's side of the family, my mother's side is uh, Spanish, so went and had a mass for my grandfather who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. But we had a very nice time kind of out there um, with the family. So yeah, it was it was delightful and yeah, pretty surreal to not be in England in my flat <laughs> uh, in London. So it was it was yeah nice. Um, it's nice to get some family time. Yes, definitely. It's nice but, to get a bit of family time. Of course, you know, back to the uh, to the flat, back to Disney Plus, back to the Bad Batch. Uh, the the family of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The, my family for the uh, past year and a half, really. Well, yeah, yeah. Batch, but you anyway, you know. <laughs> the animated family we all wish we kind of had. Um, <laughs> so we are still going to cover those the episode that we missed. Well, I mean, we didn't miss it because we watched it. Um, so the infested the infested is that right yes the infested to save a friend the batch plot a mission to sabotage a gangster's operation now one thing one thing that riled me when i watched this it riled me somebody somebody taken over sid's domain i know i know it's shocking when i first saw this (laughs) hey uh, i enjoyed the i'm just you know just kidding around the fact as you know, me and ours, we love Sid because Sid created the Sid character, almost like created a new level for the Bad Batch. It took it in a different direction and it took it in a direction that seemed more adult in its content. It's it, The storytelling seemed to go up from Sid's inclusion um, and everything about those kind of little missions was something that just seemed to add an enjoy, enjoyable element to these episodes as we went forward so then when you suddenly get the bad batch come back and lo and behold sid is nowhere to be seen and somebody else has taken over her pad very swiftly Arsif is always slightly better than this that i am what is the character's name that takes over the pad all ah, right so yeah exactly yeah I've, I've been you know writing the characters names down as well just just for these sorts of moments ben so the character who's taken over is roland durand um durand, there we go yeah, and 
Yeah, I was worried for Sid as well, you know, like kind of not seeing her there. And, you know, as, as you said, she's kind of become a portal for the wider Star Wars universe for the Bad Batch. And so a very great, you know, storyline character to, you know, drive the plot forwards. Um, and when she wasn't there, it was like, oh, my God, you know, what's happened to Sid? And then five minutes later, she's actually OK and, and kind of hiding out on the ship. So that was relieving. But interesting kind of like you know twist of events and you know clearly bad you know the writers are highlighting the fact that you know what i was kind of glad about that because there are some elements you know throughout the 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 episodes um which can you know get a, a tiny bit repetitive like you know if they're always going back to sid for a mission or you know whatever yeah. but this kind of like turned on its head and and i, I actually love the characters that it, it kind of helped bring in you know from roland duran to um the pikes i mean We'll probably get you know onto them a little bit later, but as enemies or bad characters, damn, they were cool, but like in a kind of terrifying way, um, and kind of slightly mysterious as well in terms of how how widely they're feared and what they can do. I mean, we kind of saw a little bit of a little glimpse of their tyranny uh, here, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to say the least. Yeah, well, the Pikes are. Um... I think a very cool, like um, a very cool species, I don't know, civilization, whatever you call it, in the Star Wars lore um, mm. that we've seen a few times. Uh, I believe, I believe they featured uh, animated. They, they might, I think they were in Solo. I, want to say I was, that. I was wondering if I'd seen them before. Um, I, I, let's have a look. I, I feel. So, Maybe so. Maybe maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. I'm not too sure. Um, but I believe they're like kind of rivals, aren't they? Uh, with Crimson Dawn, maybe they're a, they're another syndicate, crime syndicate or so. But I feel they're just really cool. The way they look, uh, the designs of their outfits, the way they act, and the way they just don't care. They they literally they're just kind of they need to get their stuff done, and they don't care who's in the way when they do it. And like even Sid threatening them at the end, it's like, do you really want to do this? Do you want to create a war at this point in time? And they're like, look, this is the way this this needs to go. People do not let us down, and if they let us down, this is what happens. Um, oh. So I, that was a it was a cool character that hopefully will be an interesting um, characters to continually bring into it because I feel we're just meeting the lower workers of the the Pikes um, oh. where there will probably be some more badass ones higher up along the way but it's you know it's all just building foundations what what puzzled me is that looking on imdb and this episode i believe is the lowest rated episode out of all the episodes so far really? bad batch which i find it was really surprising so i got 6.5 out of out of 10 and bad batch is quite steadily hitting the seven and eights uh, and sometimes peaking at the nines for certain episodes but it really puzzled me because I was kind of thinking, I know maybe people thought well, this wasn't too much of a, this didn't really add too much to the overall story. But I feel when you got an episode, which it got a series, which is 16 episodes long, you have to include episodes that are clearly just meant to fill story that are clearly meant to just introduce certain characters, whether it's for a main part in that episode or for a little bit and just introduce parts of world or how things are run in certain ways just to when it just gives the writers this 
or what it should give show writers this kind of thing to fall back on when you go into season two and you want to reference the same thing but you want to reference it without having to build the story behind it that's that's what you do when you have 16 episodes to play with you do, every single episode doesn't have to thoroughly stick to the exact plot and arc the yeah. whole entire time because there's just so much to fit in isn't there and really if it's a series which has got the possibility of six seasons or so as you see with the clone wars when you watch the clone wars there's there's a lot of filler episodes across that seven season arc and all all they're to do they play a key part in building worlds characters introductions and i feel that's that's maybe why this one fell a bit short in the sense of people's overall reaction to it by four i personally thought watching it had great action sequences i love yeah. the hive i love the whole heist in the middle of it with sid coming along on the mission i love that dynamic change i mean where did it sit for you i'm i'm surprised to hear the ratings of that because again like i i watched it and really enjoyed the whole episode i, I thought the characters were great um yeah and, and i just kind of checked as well yeah the pikes do appear in in you know uh solo and also in like episodes of clone wars um and yeah i mean i love them as characters as i said earlier uh, i thought durand was quite a compelling character as well um and i'm, I'm again you know I, I think the way that he kind of you know got involved in the episode and then the way that he was left at the end of the episode it, it again lays those sorts of tracks down for further storyline uh down you know kind of in in this series or perhaps the next one uh i mean we've been talking about you know some sort of big build-up you know and, and big ending for this one so whether that'll play in you know for there could do could not but yeah i thought it was a great episode you know the action was fun um you know as i said like seeing kind of sid's role turned on its head and actually you know you you kind of assume that she's you know quite a, a key figure and she is but even you know for her she can kind of be uh overtaken overrun really by someone else so i thought that was interesting and again you know goes to highlight that all those kind of star wars politics that we you know are always after really um and yeah you know like the way it kind of built out the characters um and the story yeah i mean i can see that yeah it's not you know it's not a, a you know the central plot line that you know we're not dealing with the empire here you know we get more of that in the next episode um this one was more about like you know, a bad batch mission, but I really enjoy those episodes because, you know, then it doesn't always become, you know, super serious and you're not always having to deal with kind of life and death situations of, 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 you know, each character. And, you know, it's just actually kind of, I don't know, it's like a chance to have a bit more fun. And, and as you said, explore like, you know, parts of the Star Wars universe that you don't normally see. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of really enjoyed it. And I thought that, that the hive action was all, you know, fun and interesting. I thought the, uh, you know, the, the part with the, the mine carts had, you know, shades of the second Indiana Jones Temple of Doom um, for like fun chases and, you know, <laughs> and things happening. So, and then I thought the infestation stuff was really cool as well. Like, you know, Sid kind of being like, don't wake them up. And then all of a sudden they're awake and, you know, just going mad. And yeah, again, as we've been seeing throughout the series and how it's progressed, you know the animation has been top notch as well throughout in terms of character design and also for these action sequences so to see something that kind of 
intense in in terms of uh, action and you know things going on. Yeah, I thought it was pulled off really well, and yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm I'm surprised at the ratings. Yeah, I think everyone's. Uh, it's it's almost like uh, there seems to be a conscious like unexpected episode almost. Mm. Um, maybe it's because maybe this episode would have been more expected earlier on in this season. Mm. It, it does feel, doesn't it? I mean, apart from the hour and part long special which came in on the first episode, there was like a five, four, five episode thing back and forth there, or maybe a bit longer, um, where it was, I, I don't know, it wasn't following maybe the same elements or levels i don't know there was it, it just wasn't fitting in the same way that the second half of this season is oh. and maybe people thought it arched back to those earlier episodes which when you look at they're not as highly as rated um as the latter ones but i feel it just gave us uh, it just gave us a little bit more it gave us a, a development on sid's relationship with the bad batch yeah um it kind of showed to a certain extent that maybe if push comes to shove, and we've spoken about this before, uh, you know, Sid being in the middle, she can work where the money is, is where she'll be. But maybe Sid will end up being someone quite vital to the Bad Batch. When you look at her crew, so to speak, it was only two of the patrons uh, or two of her guys um, that we've seen a number of times at the bar who were kind of supporting her, mm. this uh, claim back of getting her turf back, as well as the Bad Batch. Um, so it's yeah. not exactly like a large posse, is it? Um, yeah. So Absolutely. maybe that is something. Maybe Sid's connections might go the other way in, you know, you help her, she help them. And it's almost like a favour has been put in the Bad Batch's um, Absolutely, yeah. It's something, something that will play like a bigger part later on, and I think, like, kind of expanding on that point, a lot of it kind of revolves around like Sid and Omega's relationship, and I think that's kind of what this episode really kind of laid out in that. I mean, first of all, Omega is clearly <laughs> the moral good of the batch, you know, like yes. because it seems like you know at points I'm questioning Hunter's behavior. I'm like, is he affected by his chip? Because sometimes it's like. Omega's pointing out like kind of I don't know fairly obvious things that they should do you know kind of like helping Sid and it's like he's there like mm, should we help Sid and, and Omega's kind of the one who really is the voice of reason saying like yeah she helped us so we should help her and uh, so I, I, I like how it's kind of and we've had this previously and I, I you know it, it's, uh, I think it's just like you know really kind of it's a, it's a point to show just how important Omega is for the batch in terms of like having that reasoned head and and actually, you know, that humanity to her to be like, hey, you know, we are doing these missions for certain causes, but also we should just be decent people. And and it's kind of that separation from the Empire, really. And, uh, you know, at points I'm questioning Hunter's behavior because he's always there like, well, should, should we do this? And it's like, yeah, of course you should. And, you know, Omega's always there being like, yeah. Um, so I feel that, you know, this is kind of like an important point for them that will pay off later on. Um, that Omega sort of, you know, her, her humanity will will you know be a, a, a massive help for them, and you know, and and as as you, as you said, like a kind of 
they're doing a favor for Sid that they'll eventually get back. And, you know, so it, it, it's from that perspective, I thought the episode was quite effective in telling that and, you know, highlighting it. And, you know, as you said, like we love Sid. So to see them kind of come closer together and, and gain that sort of trust and that reliance on each other, it will be, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a, a great kind of point later on. And, you know, especially when, when it comes to the Empire, because, you know, they always assume that they can control and run everything. But then you have these characters like Sid who can, you know, run under the radar of the, the Empire. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be to their detriment, you know, and to the Bad Batch's uh, advantage, really. This is also a funny thing, like you saying how Omega is kind of fitting in in the way is kind of the voice of reason. Her character has come on leaps and bounds. Now, I, I won't be, you know, pulled up saying I liked Omega at the beginning. I found her character a bit annoying at the beginning, um, which is kind of understandable because, you know, it's a child in an adult's world, so to speak. So they don't understand things as the adults do and they just want to do things uh, the way they see, see things yes. should be done. But Omega has almost become a fully fledged member of the Bad Batch. She offers something to that crew. Yes, you will have to care for her and look out for her a bit more than the other crew members, but there is there is an element that she is bringing now to the Bad Batch, which is quite clearly the evidence. Needed. There. Yeah, it's needed. It's very yeah. much needed. And it's 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 a really interesting character development because I feel what they've done is almost like less is more. Yeah. Omega was the main story for the so many episodes that she was first included. And now she's it's not that she's not the main story, but she's part of the bad batch who are the main story. So now she gives her two cents like each member of the Bad Batch give their two cents. Absolutely. And it, it kind of makes sense as well. As you said, like, if she was just a kind of annoying kid who they kept having to look after, you know, eventually the Bad Batch would be like, oh, God, you know, probably want to dump her somewhere where she's just going to be safe and, like, you know, not a hindrance to further missions, you know. But actually she's becoming such, like, a, an integral part of the crew that, you know, it's going to be difficult for them to operate normally without her. So, and it, and... The way that they're writing it now makes more sense because of that. Because, you know, as we said before, it's like, she's a kid. Why are they taking her on missions where, you know, they're being shot at the whole time and they might die? And it's like, oh, actually, you know, she's a very capable kid and, and pretty smart. And, yeah, now it kind of makes more sense that it, it, she should be there. And actually, she needs to be there for them because they rely on her, her common sense, really, and her kind of... I don't know. I feel that she, you know, she'd make a great kind of future politician in the Star Wars universe, you know. Um, <laughs> but I kind of worry, you know, in a way that because she is so integral to them and also integral to the Kaminoans and what they want to do, that, like, what is her fate, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's she's this vital character, so... You know, I, I, I worry for her, Ben, you know, like, <laughs> you know, will the Empire kind of take her and, you know, like, keep her prisoner or she'll have to go into hiding or, oh, like, I don't know, like, even worse, you know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm intrigued, you know, as I said, you know, it's, uh, but, you know, she's becoming, yeah, a, a good character, though, in terms of, she's not annoying, really, you know, as a, you know, as, as a kid in an adult universe, as you said, she's actually, like, you know, a, a political sort of, humane uh, you know person that that yeah you know moves the storyline along in quite an interesting way and there's clearly things about her that we still don't know 
and I think that's what's also kind of intriguing. And um, yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. I, I thought I thought overall this was a good episode to highlight that, and and also just to solidify those kind of you know relationships between you know the Bad Batch and also with Sid as well. So as I said, what is, what is up with Hunter? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but also. You have to give the kudos because this episode does have two really good action sequences that take part in the hive. I thought those action sequences uh, were very well done and very interesting, very, very like uh, um, horror esque action sequences that I really appreciated in this particular episode. So I think that's something it had going for it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the action sequences, you know, I mean, we've been saying that, you know, since, I mean, at the beginning, there were. It's always been good on the action, I think, Bad Batch. But there were some episodes, I think around three or four, that some of the action was a little bit underwhelming in a way or felt like too similar to, you know, action we'd seen before in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But I think, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, it just continues to get better. And, and also, you know, the kind of the scenarios and the kind of uh, the settings that they're conducting the action in are just, you know, they, they just... It, it, they are fun you know it's it's fun to watch it's it's you know interesting to see as well as a star wars fan um and also you know another thing about this episode which i really enjoyed was um the duran character you know i thought he was quite a compelling character in the way that i mean he looks like the devil so you kind of assume yeah. that he is going to be a, you know a sort of devilish figure or a villainous figure and i liked how the episode kind of explored him as a character and you know at first he was like oh we just take what we want and then he kind of you know <laughs> through i mean what was the what's the pet's name uh i can't remember um uh, damn it I, I should have written this one down but the uh but the pet that he's looking after that was originally yes. omegas uh, we know, uh sid's sid's house cat almost yeah exactly um and, you know, having seen that and, like, and kind of develop his character as, like, not necessarily, like, a straight villain. He's actually just some guy who's, like, from a, like, you know, clearly quite a a renowned gangster family in Souls, which, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to see. They mention his mother being quite a key figure in this. And, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, we you know, we're going to get her late in, you know, a later episode, either in this season or the next. But... I, you know, I like the fact that he's kind of like trying there to kind of set his own ground and clearly he's not as cunning as someone like Sid and doesn't have that kind of, I don't know, that experience and the connections that he, you know, to, to hold on to what he's gained really. Uh, and I mean, his whole kind of involvement with the Pikes as well is like, you know, shows that he's, you know, it's not just Sid who can outsmart him, but also the Pikes are just way more, you know, uh, controlling than him and you know um and intimidating really and I, I, I again you know that kind of i'm now seeing it you know the, the kind of scene on the tv where uh, the pikes punish him and they cut off one of his horns and i thought yeah. i'm not really sure how symbolic that is i mean i'm sure it's probably like a great insult in the star wars universe but the fact that he has to kind of he gets humbled a little bit and also you know the bad batch kind of and you know and again omega's kind of humanity steps in to sort of help him and save him and i feel that that is another kind of point that will play out later on to the bad batch's advantage i hope you know 
So, so he's quite lucky there's no nerve endings in those horns because otherwise yeah. <laughs> that would have been a lot worse. Ow! <laughs> he's just yeah. like, why did you do that? That's like cutting off a nipple, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's almost like, well, if you're going to cut off anything, that was the good place to go. <laughs> I think I got off lightly. <laughs> oh, that horn was actually infected, you know? So yeah. thanks, you know? <laughs> Joke's on you guys. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, um, so overall, that was The Bad Batch and that was episode 13, um, Infested. And, you know, we we rather rather enjoyed it. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Wow, wow.